This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am interviewing, I'm talking with Rita Saliba from Blissful Seeds Incorporated. Rita, good morning. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, the The one in forty four podcast is um, really dedicated to highlighting um, all sorts of activities, research opportunities, um, events, other nonprofits, individual people, authors, anybody who's doing something kind of interesting in the field related to autism. Um, you know, we want to talk about it here on one in forty four and. We found you, we found Blissful Seeds, and I know you're located, I think, out in California, right? San Diego, California, correct. Beautiful. Um, And we wanted to invite you on to tell uh, uh, our listeners about yourself, your family, your story, uh, how Blissful Seeds came to be, and and then what it is, and maybe some hopes for the future, um, and how people can get involved and what that means. So after this introduction, I just want to hand it over to you, Rita, to talk about um, wherever you'd like to start your story. You go ahead and I'll probably pepper in some questions along the way. All right. So um, I am, uh, you know, um, to start with, I'm the mother of two boys. Both of them have special needs. Uh, Christopher is 13. He has ADHD and anxiety. And Michael has uh, autism. He turned 11 in July, so he's 11 and a half. Um, you know, when uh, when um, when you have children and when your children are born, you wanna you wanna give them the world. You you wanna you know, like um, practically um, you know die for them. And um, when you have a child that you know is gonna have a life full of struggle. Uh, not because of who he is, but because of what's not available, what's not going to be available for him um, later on in life. This is what brings, I think, the heartache for every parent of a child with autism, because it's not about, um, you know, you know in advance all the things that your son is not going to be able to do and is not going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Michael, we started with that heartbreak very early on, um, you know, with the school district, um, not the fault of the school district, but the, the lack of, um, you know, um, the lack of therapies and the lack of ways, you know, to perceive, like not every child with autism uh, does well on that specific kind of therapy or that specific kind of of intervention and this is how we started our struggle with Michael because he could not fit in that mold that was created for children with autism uh, in the area here where we are right um, I read that I read that in your um, on your website there's a there's a really beautifully written story um, and what stood out to me was that he it was what I just wanted to highlight one of the things you just said about sort of there was an expectation that you write about that he fit into a mold that he fit into something else and yes. he didn't mm-hmm. you, I think he he tried several different schools is that true correct yes right. and and there was no real perfect fit which I think a lot of families would um 
it would, that would resonate with a lot of families who are sort of looking yeah. for this, you know, it, there should be a match. There should be something that's there that you can give to your child that helps them thrive um, in the world and, and not finding that um, causes so much distress. I just wanted to. Yes. Yes. It's, I mean, for us, it wasn't the, it's, I wasn't looking for the perfect fit. I was looking for a place that would be willing to accommodate and would be willing to work with him and not, you know, have this perceived conception that, you know, oh, this is a child with behavioral issues, then he is not capable of doing anything. And, you know, all we have to do is just to basically... Um, control these behaviors or let him be and not engage with him at all so we don't cause more behaviors this is this is my experience i mean i know that it's not the the same experience for everybody but this is the reason why i um I decided to take matters in my own hand. Like I, I, I realized that the system, whether, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, and I'm not here talking, you know, against anybody. It's just that for us, we could not find a place that will allow my son to thrive. And I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to waste more years uh, with, with the hopes that one day we will find that place. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to create something and for, you know, the school, yes, you can homeschool your kid if you don't find a a place that, you know, works for you and your family. Um, But when the, when the child gets older, what are we going to do as parents with our children? Um, You know, especially those kids who will continue to require support. Um, I I feel like, and I don't know how it is on the East Coast, but I feel like, you know, everybody assumes that, okay, we do early intervention, uh, we do support during the early years of school, and then all of a sudden autism is going to disappear and those children are going to, you know, grow up to have a normal life. It's not the case. It's not the case for almost everybody. So um, instead of, um, you know, trying to work on what they should not be doing and what they should hide in order to fit in uh, any company or in order to be able to get any kind of work, I wanted them to still be who they are and still provide them with that chance of participating back in a community. So this is the idea of Blissful Seeds. This is why Blissful Seeds came to exist. Um, I didn't want my kid to be living in a, a, you know, after I die or, you know, after I get to an old age where I cannot give him the care that he needs. I didn't want him to simply go and live you know and be you know like a, in, a, in a group home where um, yes he will get his uh, food and a couple of volunteering hours here and there this is not what this is not the life that I want for my kids mm-hmm. um, I wanted him to experience uh, work I wanted him to experience getting paid I wanted him to experience feeling that he is giving back to his community because growing up, I and I, it was one of my also one of my uh, blogs that I wrote. Um, it was very, you know, it was a, a, a memory for me. The first paycheck that I got from my first job, I still remember that feeling. And this is the experience that I wanted my kid and others like him to live too. And um, 
you have to see it still to this day, two, almost two years after, um, the, the, the joy that writing a simple check for them brings me and brings them is so rewarding and so um, uplifting to me. Um, you know, we are giving them, we are giving them the opportunity to feel dignified, to feel human, to feel, which is their right you know like we're not giving them something that is like a, a privilege we're giving we're we're allowing them to do something which has been given to them when they were born as a human right which is yeah. to feel that they matter that they are worthy that they can contribute to the society and this is what i advocate for now i you know i don't want people to keep talking about deficits i don't want people to keep talking about what what our children cannot do i want them to see that there is a place for them in the world mm-hmm. i mean if if everybody if we needed everybody to become a lawyer or to become an engineer or to become a scientist then you know who's gonna do the, the other things um there is a place for artists there is a place for entrepreneurs there's a place for artisan there's a place for everybody and my my people my you know i call them all my kids they're happy coming to the workshop they're happy working with me they give me hugs they love me and i know that this is genuine love so you know blissful seeds started as a, a mission to plant the seeds of a blissful life which is why we picked the name but it's given me that bliss that i lost also with my you know when i got the diagnosis for michael and when i you know i became isolated and only looking at what my son is not going to do it changed my it changed my whole world it's changing the world of those kids that are working with me and um i'm hoping we can continue i'm hoping that we can continue to grow and we can encourage other people to follow suit you know it's it's not mm-hmm. it's it takes a lot of work but it is not impossible No, I, I I appreciate all that background, Rita. This is um, and it's it's actually I I can assure you that I keep hearing this more and more uh, with lots of different people that I interview on this podcast. This idea that you just that you just explained the the mission to plant a seed of a blissful life, but that you are also getting this component out of your your yes. work your experience that was not. Mm-hmm. It didn't start as the primary goal for you to feel more connected. Yes. You came out of isolation. Um, it, I, I always go back to this sense of just sort of um, doing the right thing. And that could mean so many different things to so many different people. But for you, it sounds like when all those pieces start to fit in and you start to realize the impact you're having for these kids, you call them your, your kids who, um, who are working with you. And then the impact also on the futures for your sons. And then yes. that additional piece for you, um, it, it must be uh, rewarding while still challenging. Yeah. I appreciate you, you sharing that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back for the second half, I'd love for you to, bring us through kind of the, some of the day by day or day daily things that occur at Blissful Seeds and, yes. and what you're making and where people can go to get more information. Um, this is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm news correspondent, Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. 
The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on, and we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and with me today is Rita Saliba from Blissful Seeds, Inc. And you can get more information by going to, it's blissfulseedsinc.org. No, it's just blissfulseeds.org. All right, right. blissfulseeds.org, take out the ink. Um, So Rita, you gave us a great um, sense of the back, your background, your sons, Christopher and Michael, where the inspiration for Blissful Seeds came from. And uh, for this part of the show, I'd love for you to get into the, maybe paint us a picture if you can of where you are. What does this place look like that these folks are coming in and working with you? And then you can get into, you know, all the things that you're making and how people can get involved and support. But I'd love to get just an idea of uh, what does the space look like? Yes. So, um, when when we started, we um, you know we started in the midst of uh, COVID, mm-hmm. so we didn't have a place, but we didn't want to all the work that I was doing in preparation for launching Blissful Seeds. I didn't want it to go, you know, to be wasted. So we started. Um, I videotaped. Uh, I had my son actually videotape me doing uh, the first batch of soap, and I sent it to all my uh, friends who have children with autism and who had the same problem that. You know, with COVID, they are staying home. Um, distance learning is not the best way for them to learn, or it's not at no. all the way for no. them to learn. So they were sitting home, getting bored, and, you know, feeling the isolation and all of that. So, you know, some parents wanted to do something with them. So um, they took that video and uh, they started you know, teaching them how to make the soap. I would drive with my car in my car. I would give them the raw material and all the, you know, the equipments that Uh they need. They would do them. And then I would drive back and pick them up and give them a check. This is how it started for probably the first 10 or 11 months of, you know, of our. That's uh, great. That's, that's brilliant. You brought the, you brought the experience to them during the pandemic. That's, that's great. Yes. And then when things started a little bit opening up, um, we uh, we got into two farmers markets in the area and we started, you know, um, like selling on a weekly basis. So we needed more production. Uh, We um, uh, my church actually offered me their kitchen for a few months and then, uh, you know, they needed the kitchen for other purposes. So we got to the point like, what are we going to do? So uh, my husband came with the idea that let's let's change our you know we have a big garage we have a four four car uh, garage so we um we made our workshop there we mm-hmm. um you know 
we had a sink uh, built in. We had, you know, uh, tables and uh, outlets and all these things. And now they come to my garage. They come three times a week. Uh, they're divided in three groups. Um, they come with the, um, their job uh, uh, coach or their aides, depending on every person, what do they have. Mm-hmm. We work from 10 to 1.30, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I have um, one guy who started with me since the beginning. His name is Matthew. He's, you know, he has been with me since the first farmer's market. Yeah. Uh, he now has become very independent in running the farmer's market on his own. So he does two one in Wednesday and one in Friday on his own. He goes there, he puts the setup, he handles the, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and then on a Saturday, I have uh, a young man, he's still in school, but his mom has a goal for him to, you know, teach him how to, you know, like be working with people. So I go, I support him uh, every Saturday at the Del Mar Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Sunday, we just had a new person starting with us. He is also very capable and very happy to be with us. He started also doing the Sunday market, which is our biggest market in La Jolla. Um, so we have totally about 12, 12 kids who you know, work with us. Really? Uh, some of them come to the um, to the workshop, and we work on soaps, we work on jewelry, we work on bath bombs, we work on resin art. Um, I'm very lucky because the the guy that does the resin art and the girl that does the jewelry, they are so artistic that mm-hmm. you know, like I I don't I don't have I I taught them the principle of how to make things, but now I don't have to supervise them. It's their work. It's their creation, and it, they're amazing. They they make me so humble. They make me so happy, you know? Yeah. And um, we sell also online on our website. Um, we have been, um, we were showcased on the news a couple of months ago, which actually brought a lot of awareness that we exist, and, you know, people started learning what we do. Mm-hmm. So we have been invited to so many also, you know, um, pop-ups, uh, you know, all the big nonprofits when they do their fundraisings, they are allowing us to have a table to showcase our products, sell a little bit. So things have been have been crazy busy, uh, which you know, like I said, brings me joy. I keep saying, you know, to everybody that knows me. I mean, my 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 baby blissful seed was the best therapy for me. Yeah, I I don't see the world as. Um, daunting black gray you know all all the things i i see it as a i see my son belonging to something when he's older and and this is what every parent wants for their children is you know absolutely i i love this story i think it's great and and congratulations on such success so quickly it's really a new business thank you um yes i encourage our listeners if you are in the California area, or you're going out there to San Diego area, you know, go to one of these farmers markets and take a look, look for blissful seeds. Um, I want to remind people that we're looking at blissful seeds 
uh, org for the website. Right. I was on there this morning and I got to tell you, there's, there's a nice um, variety that you have for sale. I love that. You, I mean, they all seem really perfect for various types of gifts and, exactly. and the stories, right. Your story is right there and you can really feel connected to the people you just spoke about. Um, so I, I, I think this is great. I think this is a, um, there seems to be a growth of uh, the number of families who are taking parents, especially who are taking things that they're passionate about or, or had some interest in maybe even before having children. And they're finding a way to, to marry the, the advocacy and the opportunities that they can create for not only their loved one, but also others on the autism spectrum um, with something that they're passionate about. And that seems to be, to me, a recipe for success, because if you're doing something that you don't also like, chances are it's not going to uh, continue or be successful. But if you can find a way to do both, then it has that added benefit we talked about before, where here you are now going out to farmers markets and working with individuals and getting out of, of that sense of all smiling, you're talking about. Is, is smiling and, yes, yeah. smiling and being happy again, finding, finding my purpose and not only their purpose. I, I really, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't stop talking about it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of everything they have accomplished. And like I said, they teach me as much as I teach them. They are amazing people. And we all deserve a chance, you know, we all deserve to belong somewhere and to feel that we are loved and appreciated. So I couldn't agree more. And I think we'll circle back to what you said in the very beginning that you were looking for a place that would be maybe not a perfect fit, but a good fit for Michael when, when all of this started. And, um, yes. and, and it sounds to me like you ended up with a great fit um, maybe not in a school setting, but a great sort of life fit for you and for these other folks who are working at Blissful Seeds with you and um, and in the future for your your children. So I think it's um, sometimes life moves in, in mysterious ways, right? And uh, yes. I'm just pleased for you. And, and I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story. Um, thank you so much. Well, thank you. And remember, let's just throw out the website again. It's blissfulseeds.org. And, and we, sh- yeah, we ship everywhere in the U.S. too. So they don't have to be local to support the cause. That's great. And I saw on the website that you can buy items. You can also just make a straight donation to continue Blissful Seeds work. Um, uh-huh. And if you're in the area again you're at the farmers markets is there anything that you want our listeners to just you know maybe in in just a minute or so um for the you know your future plans or something you're hoping to see uh as as blissful seeds continues yes i'm i'm hoping to you know uh, branch out because i don't want i don't want them to be you know, following my dream, which is, you know, like making these kind of products. So my dream is to have everybody who wants to come and work with me. I, my dream is to be able to support them in making what they want. So this is why we're raising money now for those who have some sensory problems, do not like to work with the soap or do not like to, to touch the bath bombs when, you know, when we're mixing the bath bombs. So uh, I want it to be a place where they can have their own voice. So we're, we're starting to do more woodwork we're starting to do other things and we need we need you know we need support and we need donations to keep on doing that for them well i wish you the best of luck with all that that sounds like a really nice natural step in the you know the next the next step maybe for you and again rita Uh saliba from blissful seeds uh that's blissfulseeds.org 
Um, are you also on social media? Can people find you there? We are, yes, on Facebook and Instagram. Wonderful. So Facebook and Instagram and at blissfulseeds.org. Rita Saliba, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking to us about your your journey and uh, that of your, your children and uh, all about Blissful Seeds. I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you. I really appreciate you. All right. This is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.